Bad goaltending across the National Hockey League. Can Otani just make a decision all right, so, already so the rest of the baseball world can just move on? And the Yankees made a big deal, but they're only better offensively. That's all that plus more here at 1420 in the morning. Let's get into her. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this seventh day of December 2023. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com to check out their uh, other great podcasts and great articles right across the website there. Uh, tonight, I'm actually a guest on the Corner Booth podcast with Jared and the guys. You know, talk a little bit of baseball and a, little, and a lot of football. Uh, get things going on i'm sure they want a hot take of my uh <laughs> my thoughts on the final four of the college football playoff because i'm the only one in the belly up world who kind of thinks this but anyways thank you for making us a part of your day each and every day here at 1420 world headquarters we appreciate it very much uh, i've been talking a lot about this issue for quite some time and i was uh, it's kind of funny you, you like I listen to a lot of podcasts throughout the day and a lot of sports talk radio and everything else that goes on. And yesterday as I was uh, getting the place ready to, uh, to move out of here and doing some uh, patching of the walls and patching of holes on the walls, everything else, I uh, kind of got to listening to one show that I don't listen to very often uh, just because it's time of day and everything else. But uh, the Born and Kipper show, they were talking about the lack of uh, quality goaltending across the National Hockey League. And it was kind of funny because I've been thinking about that for quite some time. I talked about it on this show, um, not at length, but over and over again, I, 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 I kind of dabble in it and then the other day on overdrive they were talking about the same thing and they were uh reiterating jeff o'neill was talking about lack of quality goaltenders across the league and it's almost like they listen to the 1420 podcast for uh for show ideas because they do theirs at two in the afternoon and i'm doing mine uh between nine and ten every day so it's one of those deals and you you get to thinking that maybe sometimes i'm, I'm not the crazy one because uh i uh, i'm a goaltender from way back i w- wasn't very good but i wasn't also wasn't very i wasn't bad but uh it's one of those things you, you watch goalies and uh, there's such a lack of quality goaltending around the league and I'm not the only one saying it apparently and I'm glad I'm not the only uh, guy who's been a little bit harder on goaltenders than than, than most but you, you watch some games you have to look no further than that game last night and I'm going to butcher this guy's name uh Piotr Kokten from the, uh, the I, I got that wrong, but the Carolina Hurricanes starting goaltender last night, and the Carolina Hurricanes got off to a bad start, as we'll listen to Rod Brindamore's comments later on here. I got it recorded. He uh, wasn't too happy with the, the way his team started, but you look at that game last night. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, yes, they got off to a bad start, but they couldn't get a save from their goaltender, and the thing about goaltending, is it's, it's a crappy thing to say, but that's a team's last line of defense, and any time that uh, it comes down to the goaltender uh, having to uh, make a save here and there and bail of his teammates that's their that's their job that's 100 the only reason why they're on the ice if if a team plays perfectly and they don't give up shots as you saw with the uh the uh, Zamboni driver a couple years ago, uh, the, the Toronto uh, Maple Leafs game against those Carolina Hurricanes. I can't remember the guy's name because I just thought of that. 
But uh, they played a perfect game that that uh, that, that third period. J- David Ayers, David Ayers was his name, and he didn't give up any. The, the Hurricanes didn't give up any shots, and they didn't win that game. I think it was four two or four three, whatever it was. And a perfect game means that, that they don't give up shots, and it's just one of those things that happens. Yeah, you're supposed to make uh, all the hearts, a uh, few, all the easy saves, and a few of the hard ones, and that's what goaltenders do. But it seems more and more often goaltenders aren't making uh, very many of the hard saves. I'm not saying all the time, but there's 32 teams in the National Hockey League, which means there should be 64 goalies, and uh, you see a lot more often. They're using a lot more than 64 goalies throughout the National Hockey League. I think last year there was 140 to 150 goalies being used. So there's no way you can tell me that these guys that are coming up from the uh, the AHL, the, and they, they were talking about East Coast League guys that are getting call, called up to get a start here, a start there, or be a backup here and there. Not there's anything wrong with being an East Coast League goaltender, but there uh, used to be not that many years ago. If you're an East Coast League guy, you weren't uh, you weren't a National Hockey League guy, and that was just the uh, the, the sad reality of it all but now you see you have a lot of nhl goalies who just aren't that good uh they're 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 big they are they wear big equipment they cover a lot of net but when it comes to stopping hockey pucks i don't think they do nearly as good of a job as they used to every goalie and i've said it before and i'll say it again every goalie has been taught the exact same way to play there's a little, little little refining here and there that happens but every goalie plays the exact same way for every team there, there's very little um room for uh, for change in that way that they, they play. They've been taught this for so long, it's almost automatic the way they're, they're playing the game now. You look last night that Carolina game, I don't want to butcher that guy's name again, but that goalie was down on his knees. He was just praying and hoping the puck was going to hit him as soon as entered the zone. When there was a puck behind the net, he was screwed he's already down on his knees and he couldn't slide across fast enough and on and on and on it goes. And that's the way goaltending is taught now and it's, it's 100% in my opinion, the wrong way to teach goaltenders. It used to be you would dive across and Bill Ranford style and you look at Dominic Hasek flying around and, and Demarty Brodeur and, and the like, how they would be flying around the ice. They were more acrobatic, more skilled. Grant Fuhrer, there was a lot more two goaltending uh, than it is now. Now it's just to uh, fall down your knees, slide across, and hope the puck hits you. There's a lot more goalies just making uh, pucks hitting them than they're, they're making saves. Last night, if they could have gotten a save, yes, they got off to a bad start, and I'll say that again, that it's not all the, the goalies' fault last night because they got off to a bad start, but the goalie's job 100% is to uh, bail out his teammates, bail out his uh, forward who missed a check bailout whoever that things might not, not be going so right and to uh, make sure that you're giving your, your team a chance to win and this guy didn't do it last night he could have made he could have made a save early he could have made a save or, or too early it was two nothing before before a minute was up that game's over that game's over and it's not all the goaltender but that game was over last night before it even started and when you you when your team has very little faith in their goaltender trust me i know when they when your team has very little faith in the goaltender they uh, tend to squeeze their 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 sticks a little tighter and they don't get things going properly and it's a, it's a lot harder for a team to get out of that funk and get out of that role and to, to not think a whole bunch because uh, hockey can be very tough. There's no getting around that. And you saw that last night in that Carolina game. That guy couldn't make a save. there, And there was no way he was making some saves. Like a, maybe a guy that was 20 years ago might not have made those saves either, but but it looked like there was there, there would have been more of an effort. Now these guys, they know when they're beat and that's it. And why? And the thing about the, the thing about that's, that's funny about this is that every one of these um, – goalies they've been playing the same way for a long time and all these uh, guys they play against each other a lot more than they used to uh, 20 30 40 years ago so now there's no surprises anymore when it comes to all these goaltenders who play the exact same so when a goalie goes down they go up upstairs when a goalie goes down they just throw it across the ice and that's it they they know that it's going in Uh, scoring is 
it's up a little bit, obviously, but and it's not the defensive struggle that it was in the mid nineties. But it, I, I, I'm telling you right now, goaltending is not nearly as good as it used to be, and I'm not the only one saying this anymore. It's on every every other sports night you talk to, every every other hockey show you listen to about how how uh, in, inadequate goaltending is. There's just not enough quality goaltenders, and when they're starting to talk about expansion to 34 teams, maybe going to Houston, maybe going back to Atlanta, which is God, God knows why you would try that for the. Uh, the third time, uh, there, there just won't be enough quality goaltenders around the National Hockey League to fill all those spots. There already isn't. There's, there's not, there, there isn't 64 good goaltenders in the league right now. Some teams have two, some teams have none. And that's just the facts of it. That is 100% the facts. You look at some teams, they're praying to get a save. They're praying to, 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 to survive the night. They're praying to outscore their mistakes. There's a lot of teams that don't stop pucks. And there's a lot of teams that that, that uh, you, you look at some players, they're like, what the hell is going on here? I did everything I could. They flip it on net and it goes in. Or they're getting a shot in the point and it just goes in. Goalies don't know how to stop hockey pucks anymore. Go- goalies get hit by hockey pucks and that's how they're taught. That's how they're taught nowadays. And it's, it's not the right way. And there's a, there's almost a lack, I, not, not all, like I watched that, uh, what's the name, Wolf kid the other night uh, that played for the Flames. That kid's a competitor, but he's also not one of these six foot four, six foot five goaltenders with great big equipment that, that pucks are hitting him. That guy has to battle. He's playing goal the way it's, it was meant to be played. He's acrobatic. He's uh, he's aggressive. He plays through the, the game hard. And I, I really like him. Is he going to be a, an NHL superstar? Who knows? I, I don't know, but the way the game is played, yes, the guys shoot harder now with the uh, synergy sticks and the one piece and the composites, or whatever they're even called now. But it's just, I, I don't think that goalies are, are taught how to make saves anymore. Goalies are taught for pucks to hit them. And it hasn't, it's not working. And now that all the forwards know exactly, ex- exactly, they exactly know, yes, there is more video replay and, and everything else and more iPads and everything else in the bench. And they, there's more uh, video teaching what, what go- a goalie's um, habits are. But you look, you look on a nightly basis how the the guys are going upstairs. They're not going five hole. They're just doing the same thing over and over. And goalies are not are not bailing out their players. And that's that's the one thing a goalie's there to do is is clean up the uh, the forwards' mistakes, clean up the defenseman's mistakes. And that's the only reason why they're there. And that's it's crappy to say that the goalie's the last line of defense, but that's what he is. He's there as a last line of defense. And Rod Brindamore, he saw it last night that his team wasn't playing defense very well, and he pulled the goalie, which was a uh, I don't think. It was a mercy pull. That guy was that, that guy wasn't stopping a puck all night long. As Brindamore said, here I'll play the little clip for you. Uh, he was uh, I think it was going to be about fifty to nothing, so we had to make a goaltending change. Well, right, obviously a disappointing start to this game. Anything you're seeing out here that that uh, that you can build on? We're on a way to losing fifty nothing right now. I've never seen our team play this brutal. So I, at this point, you know, I don't really. I, I'm, I'm lost for words to be quite honest. weren't ready to start, which that was clear. And now we're just kind of doing things not the way we do it. And this is uh, this is what you get. So at this point, we're probably turning the page. Well, thanks for doing this. I know it's not easy. Well, he told us. Yeah, if he would have got a save last night, it's probably a different conversation between Darren Pang and Rod Brindamore. But uh, he didn't get a save, and that's where they were last night. The game was over before it started. Uh, and, it's, you know, you turn the page and hope for better next time around because uh, it didn't turn out very well for the Carolina Hurricanes last night. And you, you, you look at Stuart Skinner, look at the Oilers team has turned it around because they're starting to get some saves here and there. Skinner made some saves early. He wasn't great, but he's a great big guy. He's six foot six, covers a lot of net. So how he's letting any in most nights is kind of beyond me. But he made some 
saves early. Uh, could rebound control could have been a little bit better, but he made some saves early, and he was a he was the difference last night early in that hockey game. And the other guy didn't make any save, and there, there it is. And that's right across the National Hockey League. And I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one who is seeing that firsthand. That I'm not the only one who uh, believes the same thing. That there's a lack of goaltending right across the league. And if you don't get to, if you don't stop all the easy ones and a few of the hard ones, your team's never going to win. And like I said a thousand times before. Uh, you show me a good goalie, I'll show you a good coach. And that's not that's not happening right across the league. And there's there's, there's coaches losing their jobs right across the league and coaches with a little bit of a, a, a tight butthole because goaltending, it's just not where it used to be. You go watch junior hockey games, it's the exact same thing. You watch minor hockey games, it's the exact same thing. These goalie coaches have to try to think outside the box and not just uh, play to the equipment because that's what that's – what, uh, like if you if you look at people are probably getting bored with this conversation, but it's a, go, a goaltending thing. Like when you look at goaltenders' equipment, that it's built and formed a certain way for the way the game is taught now. The skates are made a different different way for the way the, the goaltending is taught now, and it's not working. And I wish coaches would see this, and I wish players or goalies would see this, and I wish parents would see this, that it's just not working. The way it's taught now is not working. I wish there was more competitive goaltenders. I wish there was guys uh, throwback years to the Billy Ranford days, battling Billy, like in Billy, Billy Smith days, or but Grant Fuhrer, and on and on it goes, how they, were, they would battle hard and hard. Like hard. And Dominic Hassett going everywhere, well, how, whatever he had to do to stop a hockey puck. These guys, they, they give up on shots, and they know they're beat, and that's it, because my guy's supposed to have that guy, this guy's supposed to have that guy. It's your job to stop the hockey puck, and NHL goalies are not stopping the hockey puck on a regular basis at all. And it's kind of gross that coaches and, and, and guys get sent down the minors and everything else because goalies are actually effing terrible in the National Hockey League right through on through. It's it's actually uh, quite crazy to, to, to say that, that, that there's there's terrible goaltenders in the National Hockey League because it, uh, it's it's true. It's true. If you want to look at my hockey DB, I'll be the first to tell you I was terrible. There's, there's no getting around that. But uh, another thing that caught my eye yesterday, and man, there's like you, 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 I mean, we all talk the same, the same gibberish, right? Guys who do podcasts and guys who uh, do sports, sports radio, and everything else, they talk about a lot of the same things and and you know, different hot takes and everything else. But I I had to get a kick out of. Uh, out of uh, Shohei Otani, the Otani watch and everything else and how, you know, I said yesterday that if the Yankees got sold and we'll get to, he was a consolation prize and the, the Blue Jays would probably go after because they were looking at getting Soto uh, as a consolation prize to Otani if they don't get him. And then I thought thinking, you know, that's a lot of money for a DH, like 600 million bucks or 500 plus million for a DH next year. And then uh, yeah, it'll be 44 million, 45, 50 million bucks for next year. And then what, who, who knows after that, if he can pitch or how long he can pitch after that. It'll be prorated contracts when it's all said and done. And you just wonder if it's if it's all said and done. On a business side of things, it's a no-brainer to get Otani uh, in Toronto or in, uh, I, I wouldn't say a business decision in LA because they uh, they sell out no matter what, night in, night out. And they they print money out there uh, in, in the Chavez Ravine where the doctors play. Um, but you, you for, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the Blue Jays, it's a definitely a business decision. There's no getting around that. Would they improve their team tenfold? Uh, probably not. Is he a 10, 12, uh, win guy next year to put them over the top probably not he, he keep them in the playoffs but he's not gonna um a dh isn't gonna change your team uh that much right it's just the, the way things are because you can walk them they, they, they can pitch around them and everything else the way it goes uh is he a great player 100 is he he's a he's a, a an all-time generational talent but uh you get to a situation there where you know like the uh the Dave Roberts situation where he just commented that, yeah, we had, uh, uh, we had Otani at Chavez Ravine at Dodger stadium. We had some conversations and, uh, it went very well. And now the, apparently the, uh, the, uh, the Otani camp is a bit butthurt about the whole situation. And then Friedman, the, uh, 
the GM for the Dodgers. He kind of reprimanded uh, Dodgers manager uh, Dave Roberts for saying anything, saying, you know, he shouldn't be saying that. You know what? Say whatever you want. If, if this guy is that much of a prima donna, if that if this Otani is so much, uh, if he's butt hurt by somebody saying the, that we had a guy that, you know, it's not private, you know what? They're at their winter meetings. They're talking about, they get asked by, by a reporter, What's going on? And Roberts just answered the question. He didn't say that they, there was great talks. He didn't say what locker he was going to have, what number he wanted to wear. They didn't talk over the dollars and cents of it. They didn't say where he was going to hit in the lineup. It would just say, yeah, we had some great talks. And But if the Otani camp is that butthurt about a guy talking about his about his team, his team and what's happening with his team, Otani's not even part of this team. He's not part of the team whatsoever. And if the Otani camp is that, is that butthurt, then you know what? Bye-bye, Shoei. We don't need you. We've made the we've made the playoffs a number of times without you. You are probably aren't this year aren't going to be the make or break of why we, why we win a World Series, why we're not going to win a World Series. They still have to improve their pitching no matter what. And that's that's the biggest thing. Otani, right now, you're a DH, and that's it. So shut your pie hole and just sign somewhere already. Are you telling me you don't know where you're signing? This this free agency, I'm a little revved up all of a sudden. This free agency isn't a surprise. It's not a surprise. We've been talking about this for two years. For two years, we've been talking about where Otani's going to go and how much money you're going to get. And now that you're just a DH, because that's all you are, that's all you are is a DH, you're you're dictating where you might go because somebody's talked about them on their team? On their team. You're not even part of that team. They can say whatever they want about their team. Say, yeah, we had some good talks. It's like any other free agent. Like any other free agent. Who are you? Who are you? You've never been in a pennant race. You've never been in a playoff race. You left your team last year in September when you got hurt. Said, yeah, that's good enough for me. I've, I've had enough. Like, you just took off. I, I don't understand this love affair with Shoei Otani. It's a great business decision. But right now, I'm getting kind of sick of it because you know what? You know where you're going by leading everybody. And if you don't know, that's on you. That's on you. There's no reason why you don't have something done right now. Is it another $10 bucks? Is it another, uh, we, we want a private jet, we want this, that, and everything else? The deal should be done. We have this here, we have this here. Now you're leading teams on that, that might miss out on other free agents, that might miss out on other deals that they could be making because they want a DH. To, it's not even a business, it's not even a baseball decision for most of these teams. The Angels sign you, they're not a better team. They're the same team they were last year. Terrible. Terrible. It's a business decision and that's all it is. No one, nobody is going to win a World Series. Trust me. Trust me when I say this. Nobody's winning a World Series because they, Shohei Otani signed there this offseason. Nobody. Nobody. Will, could they? Maybe. But not because of. Not because of Shohei Otani. He's a better player. It's a great business decision. It's to sell hats, to sell shirts, to sell tickets for this season, this season only. Pitching wins World Series, and he's a DH, and that's it. No one's winning the World Series because of Otani makes me crazy that they're just begging and begging and begging and that, that's all you're talking about go get bellinger go do something else look look outside the box right now improve your team all around the field the guy doesn't even play in the outfield he doesn't he's a dh and dh only look what a dh did for the yankees with stanton nothing uh it makes me crazy that they're 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 they're, they're placating to this guy for for what for what for what this season and now you can't even talk about him I'd say, you know what? If this is how you're going to, if this is a prima donna you're going to be before you're even on the team, we don't want you around. Like, once you're on the team, it's only going to get worse. You're going to want your guys. You're going to want your stuff. You're going to want your media availability and everything else. No, I, I would close the door. I would close the door on Otani right now.
I, I've had it. I just had it with that guy. Will I see him in Toronto? Yeah, a hundred percent. But that's for selfish reasons, selfish reasons only, because I like baseball. I'm a Yankee fan. Do I care? Do I think that the Yankees are terrible still with Soto? Yeah, they're not very good. We'll get to that in half a second. But I want Otani to sign with the Toronto Blue Jays for one reason, one reason only. It'll bring more interest to game of baseball in Canada. That's the only reason. That's the only reason. It'll bring Jays fans out of the woodworks once again as they come out every two to three years when they get good. And you'll have people from start to finish watching the Jays again. That's the only reason why I want him to sign with the Jays. Other than that, I could care less where this guy goes. I didn't watch him very much. He's in Anaheim. I won't watch him very much if he's in, if he signs with the with Chicago Cubs. I don't care. Get this deal done so other teams can move on. And like I said, if you're that butthurt already, if you're that butthurt already that, that uh, someone's talking about your, your, your private life, it ain't private. You went to visit a team. It's not a surprise when you're a free agent that you go and you go visit teams. Teams talk about free agents all the time. Yeah, we had good talks. Case closed. If you're upset about your private life being, being, being debunked or being whatever, I don't get it. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You went and you visited a baseball team. That's what free agents do. Who cares? I wouldn't want that guy on my team this year. If he was pitching this year, maybe. But right now, I'd be like, you know what? Just go away. Just go away. Make me sick. Makes me absolutely sick the way that people are, are, are bound to this guy right now. Sign. It's not, it's not a mystery that you're going to be a free agent. It's not. You knew the end of the season where you were signing. Did the Jays come out of nowhere? Yep. 100%. But they would have had to knock your socks off. And if they've knocked your socks off, then sign the freaking contract and get it done. You got fan bases, you got GMs, you got teams that got to be built. And you're doing this and you're mad because somebody said he visited the team. Oh, I've had, I don't know. There's my rant for the day. I'm a little revved up. I gotta, we'll go to commercial break and we'll come back with something else. Give Santa and his elves a break from the grind this Christmas season and ask for tickets from SeatGeek. SeatGeek has tickets for shows, concerts, and sporting events for around the globe. And by using promo code 1420POD, you'll save $20 on tickets. Tickets make for great stocking stuffers and gifts. So get go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app for all of your ticket needs this holiday season. And use promo code 1420POD today for your Christmas ticket. There it is, 14.20 in the morning, uh, sponsored by uh, SeatGeek. I'm still revved up. I was going to get into the Soto trade, but maybe I'll talk about him tomorrow. I'll do a special, maybe afternoon edition of 14.20. That's what I'll do. I'll come back later on today. I got some stuff I got to get done here, uh, but I will do a Soto trade and talk all about that later on today, and we'll play it uh, maybe tomorrow or later on tonight for your guys' listening pleasure. No, Tawny, fuck off. There's my first swear word, 10.30 in the morning on uh, this uh, Thursday uh, Thursday morning here at 1420 World Headquarters. Anyways, let's go to uh, birthdays and on this day, and then we'll get out of here. Oh, God, it makes me crazy. Absolutely, As you can tell, it makes me absolutely crazy. Happy 67th birthday to Larry Bird, born on this day in 1956 in French Lick, Indiana. Bird played three seasons at Indiana State University and played in the 1979 NCAA championship game versus Magic Johnson and the Michigan State Spartans with the Spartans winning 75-64. That started a career-long uh, rivalry that shared over a decade as Bird joined the Boston Celtics in 1979 season after signing a five-year, $3.25 million deal. That's not per. That's total. Uh, anyway, 
Anyways, uh, Bird is the only person in NBA history to be named NBA Rookie of the Year, MVP, Finals MVP, All-Star MVP, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year. In his 13-year playing, uh, playing career, uh, Bird averaged 24.3 points per game, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, and shot 37.6% from the three-point line. Uh, Bird is a three-time NBA champ with the Celtics in 81, 84, 86, two-time Final MVP, three-time NBA, NBA MVP, 12-time All-Star, and was the Associated Press uh, Athlete of the Year in 1986. His number 33 is retired by the Boston Celtics, and he was inducted into the, the Basketball Hall of Fame in 1998. The Hick from French Lick. I uh, grew up a Laker fan back in the early 80s there, so I wasn't much of a, a Bird fan, but you can't uh, you can't dispute his greatness and what he did for the uh, for everything. I mean, I just uh, and that that show winning time how they depicted him was quite quite fantastic. There, the uh, the Hick from French Lick, born on this day in 1956. And uh, on this day in 1978, Mike Bossy of the New York Islanders scored his first career hat-trick in the Islanders' 7-1 win over the St. Louis Blues at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Long Island, New York. Bossy's three goal were his 18th, 19th, and 20th of the season and helped the Islanders improve their record on the season to an astounding 16-3-5. Bossy would score a career-high or... Uh, it's 69 goals in 78-79, which was also the NHL best that year. Boston would have five three-goal games that season, but his best was 1980-81, where he had a, a total of nine career hat tricks, oh, nine hat tricks, and he would have a total of 39 hat tricks in his career. Uh, Ten-year career that scored the Sultans scored 573 goals uh, with the Islanders and won four Stanley Cups uh, from 1980 to 83. Mike Bossy, you wonder how that guy would have been if his uh, if his knees were the last or anything else. But one of the all-time greatest goal scorers in National Hockey League history, Mike Bossy, on this day got his first career hat trick in 1978. I think nine like nine nine hat tricks in one season. That's a lifetime for some guys. That's that includes playing rec hockey. No, Bossy was one of the goal uh, goal scoring was a little bit. Uh, high back then like uh, the goaltending i was talking about earlier on in the show doesn't uh doesn't match what i'm talking about in the in the in the 90s but yeah it's kind of funny how you look at some of those uh games like oh jesus they could have had redlinski in that those nights them just as well but one of those things anyways i'll get to the soto trade later on a little on, on today we'll get break that down i had it all written down but i'm a little revved up about baseball and the otani thing and he can fuck right off it's one of those things he might make that f that team all by himself but like i said i'm on the corner booth podcast tonight uh, we do that live it's up on their youtube channel or the belly up uh, youtube channel so make sure you guys check that one out and then uh, dave and i are recording later on tonight around uh, 7 30 we usually get going and it'll be up for uh, your listening and viewing pleasure tomorrow make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel uh, we appreciate all the support we're getting we're getting close to that 300 subscription mark we want to get to 500 by uh it's going to take longer than christmas obviously that's only uh three weeks away but anyways make sure you and talk to people about the show we really appreciate all the uh, support you guys have given us over the three and a half plus years whatever it's been since we started doing this so there it is there's 14 20 in the morning for the uh Seventh day of uh, December. Happy, uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas and everything else. And let's get in their holiday spirit. Go speak, get, get get some tickets. Spread spread the word. Spread the uh, spread some good cheer this uh, this weekend coming up. Anyways, uh, there it is. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.